Hello and welcome to an episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Wyma. Today I am with Gabriel Casta. I think that's how you say it. He is a software engineer and creator of an application called My Time. Gabriel, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me here. So why don't you tell us more about kind of who you are, right? So you're a software engineer and you're not in US or Europe, right? Where are you exactly? Yeah, I'm Brazil, like in a city near Rio de Janeiro, that's a famous city here. Okay, in Brazil, uh, I don't think Flutter is very popular, or, or is it? Yeah, it is. It like, uh, I think you you have here in the show Nubank. It's a bank, yeah. it's a great uh, bank here. So they are like many in Brazil. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they did say that it's actually, what did they say? I don't think they are easy to find people who actually know Flutter, right? Or am I wrong? Uh, like it's a growing com community, but uh, mainly there are many beginners and not so so many people that know deep Flutter. Okay. Um, so, are you actually located ne near Newbank, or because I don't? I mean, Brazil is big, but not so big, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very big. Like uh, Newbank, I think uh, they are in São Paulo. And I'm real, like it's another state, but it's close. It's like uh, three, four hours driving. So three, four hours driving. Oh, that's that's a bit of a distance. So for the three, four hours driving, right? Um, like, how, you actually ever been to their headquarters? Or are they doing anything with Flutter locally? Like, are they running any, any meetups over there? Like, how is kind of the Flutter community over there? And are they participating? Yeah, in Sao Paulo, there's a lot of meeting in Flutter, but uh, I've never been to one, like, in person. And, in, like, because of the pandemic, there are several meetings, but it's only, like, a, a meetup online, and there's not so much, pre, uh, like, in-person meetings. Okay, I see. So, for the in-person, okay, so there's no in-person meetings. It's all uh, online. And I'm guessing it's all conducted in Portuguese, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. tell more about me. Uh, I'm coming from yeah. an engineering background. I'm like uh, a electrical engineer. And in college, I started to learn programming. And I always like to like solve problems. I think that's the reason because I chose engineering. And when I solve programming for the first time, I learned C++ in college. Uh, like I, I saw it as a tool to solve many kinds of problems, and then like when I think there's a time when mobile was coming out here in Brazil, like it was being very popular. So I love mobile development and start to do that uh, like for hobby projects and so on. And later I start to like have a job in C sharp .net stack as a full stack development. And, but I, I was always seeing how the mobile world was going, and when I saw Flutter, I, I decided to try it in a hackathon here, and then I, I started to, to do this as my media. Oh, so you were first exposed to it in a hackathon? Yeah, in Flutter, yeah. Now, was this like you and your partner doing it, or were you just saw people around you using it? Yeah, uh, like I saw people around using and saw like the news in the internet about Flutter and decided to try it out. Now, how was your feeling about it when you first tried it out? Ah, like it, it was great experience. Like it was so easy to to make any custom uh, screens that I, I love at first glance. Like it was amazing. 
even I, I think it was in beta still. How, how about the what I actually always hear about is like the installation is very simple, right? Have you? I mean, you installed it locally, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very simple. Now wait. Um, now you said that you. Sorry, I, 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 I just had to slip my mind. I mean, what? Before you got into Flutter, what were you actually doing? Was it C sharp? Is that what I heard? Yeah, yeah. Now were you using Xamarin also, or, or no? No, no. It, it was only for full stack development, like uh, .NET stack in the backend, and but not mobile. Only for web. Ah, I see. So um, when you did all this stuff, right? Uh, I mean. How do I say? I mean, going from like full stack web to to mobile is quite different, right? I mean, how how many years ago was this? You said you you got into it, you got into Flutter. Yeah, three years. Yeah, because I think web was still not quite stable, and of course there was no desktop. I think at that time, right? So you were strictly just looking at this just for the the mobile capabilities, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, did you find it quite easy to do? Because if you came from a web background, I feel like it's very similar to web in terms of like. Um, Flexbox things like that, where you lay out with columns and rows, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very similar. And I also have worked with Android native before as a side project, and like I saw the uh, huge difference because in Android you have to do all the XML, and like in Flutter it's very simple to to do the layouts. It's very similar to the web, so it it makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, this is true. I mean, there is some differences, but I also feel like it's so similar to like React with the we have components and widgets, etc. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you saw people using it, like you said, and then you decided to install it. Installation was pretty simple, right? I mean, you've already had Android installed, so I guess the rest of it should be simple, right? Yeah. And I guess, um, were you using a Mac at the time or using Windows? Windows, yeah, it's Windows. Okay, so you don't need to have Android. You already had Android already installed as it was for the SDK, so the rest of it was just straightforward, right? Yeah. Now, coming from Android development to uh, Flutter development, like, let me know, like, how do you feel? Because I already have an idea about how you probably felt. Yeah, like, like uh, Flutter is very simple because in Android you have to do the XML and in the like. I was not using Kotlin at the moment, only Java, and like you need to bind what text field relates to to the field in XML and do all kinds of stuff to, to listen to the user tabs or user inputs. So in Flutter, it's very simple. You have a widget and it exposes a function and use it. So yeah, it's very simple to use compared to native Android. Uh, yeah, it's very simple, but I mean, like, when you say very simple, like, is it that like everything is so simple? Or like, one thing I heard a lot is like the list views within Flutter are so simple compared to like the similar thing in Android. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. In Android, yeah, I think you need to do a recycle view and like take care of many, many bodies code. Okay, so now when you got into Flutter, like, were you just like, okay, this is kind of cool, but not too sure yet, or were you like, okay, I'm sold. This is you know what I want to do. Yeah, like uh, I, I was very like enthusiastic about about Flutter, but I need to try out. So, and I like to learn by doing something. And like this version of my time is the second version. Before that, I was, uh, I published a, a version called my, uh, the name of the, of the app was Moments. It was the app that I, like I always had this idea to create a productivity app or time tracker app. And like when I was learning Flutter, I decided so, I will learn this this framework by doing this app, 
And I start to, to learn the framework, doing what I need to do. And like the, the code at the end was very creepy, but yeah, I made a full application and that sold me out to Flutter. Like it sold you that you never want to do Android again, or it just sold you that this is a, another choice that you have? Yeah, never do Android again. <laughs> like, if I want to create only Android apps, I would rather go to Flutter than native. And like in Flutter, you have many options. Uh, like, you build iOS apps with the same code base. So, yeah, it's a huge difference. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I've done both Android and iOS native apps, and I think I don't never really want to go back to it. But I'm I would like to try Compose Jetpack Compose's Swift UI to see if it's really that good. I've heard good things, but we'll we'll see uh, what happens. I mean, so far Flutter has been fantastic. Like I feel like I can build anything with Flutter, and it's very uh, cross-platform in terms of the experience, at least for iOS and Android. Yeah. You're building this. I mean, are you only doing Android apps, or are you also doing uh, releasing on iOS? Yeah, right now I'm building like uh, there's some apps that we are testing now, using Android, and then after the testing phase and some public feedback, I we will go to to the iOS store. But right now I I build Android apps and web apps mainly. Yeah. So so right now you we were actually specifically want to talk about your Android app. That one's called um, My Time, right? Yeah. Now, can you tell us about my time? Yeah, uh, like my time is a time and head tracker that's very simple, like uh, just one tap and you track the time. But it's meant to people right now that want to track the time and 24 hours a day continuously without gaps. So, yeah, uh, I'll make a feature to, to add the, the option to the user to tap only specific projects at specific times a day. But right now it's meant to be used by the people that wants to talk the whole day and how they are using the time in, in, in daily activities. So yeah, like that's the purpose of that. It's it's like a, a combination of many apps that I, I've used before and like many apps that I've used didn't really like get into what I needed. And some of them, like there was a, a really old interface and not a great UX. So I did try to to make something better with my time. Okay, so is this like your full-time job to work on this app or this is just something you're doing part-time? Yeah, it, it, it's just a hobby project. I This week I assumed a new Flutter developer position at UPix. It's a company based in Miami. So, and, and right now I have some other hub projects, like I have an app that is more popular, it's Revise, uh, it's a flashcard app, and like, I work sometimes in, in this app too, and I also work as a freelancer in another company, it's a robotic school. So yeah, there are many projects that I'm doing, and my time is just one of them. Okay, it's a hobby project, okay. so. I mean, do you plan to, to, to make this app into like a full-fledged full-time job or like you said, it's just a hobby project and that's just the way it's going to stay? Like, uh, I want that, but uh, to do that, I, I, first I need to to, that, to generate some revenue to so so I can be able to, to do this as full-time job. And right now, it's not at this point yet. Uh, like, 
the other app, Revise, it's closer than that, than my time in this regard. But yeah, I hope one day like they become something greater and I can be dedicated full time. Now, does your employer know that you're working on this app, or you, or it's not a big deal that you need to tell it to them? Yeah, no, it's not a big deal. Like, uh, it, it's I, I don't work in, in the working hours that, that I work for them, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you're using your own. Obviously, you're probably going to use your own computer to work on this, right? You're not going to work on this with company computer. Okay, that's pretty cool. I know, like some some employee some some employers, right? They want you to kind of disclose whatever you're working on. That can give you know that can maybe give you revenue, so that way they know what you're up to. Especially make sure you're not going to conflict. Um, now, did you show your project to the company you're working at right now to kind of help you to get it uh, uh, hired? Yeah, yeah, like I showed today in the interview, so yeah, they they know about it. Okay, and uh, like, what do they think about it when you showed it to them? Yeah, I, I thought they they really think great of them because uh, I think this is a way that they can like see what we really do. Like, if you interview some someone and you don't know really what the people are capable of, but when you see a product, yeah. So yeah, he's able to do that. So okay, I think I think that was the the impression that they had. So this app, right? You said it's for for it's time tracking, right? Because I'm trying to find like a website or something about it so I can see what's going on with it. So it's for it's to track your own time. Yeah, it's it's to track your own time and see kind of where you're spending your time, right? Right. Okay. So and like was there like a personal problem that you see you're spending too much time on something that you think that you needed something like this or kind of like what was the inspiration to get yourself moving on this yeah uh like i always like productivity tips like uh how to manage the time better how to manage my projects and i am very careful about the use of my time like yeah i think the time is the most precious resource that we all had have and like to use them right in the right way, uh, it's very precious to me. So I want to know exactly the amount of time that I was like spending in each task. Like, oh, I am watching more time in TV. I'm like spending more time uh, with my projects and not giving time to my family. So yeah, I need to to know the use of my time along all day. So it was a personal need. Uh, I see. So did you gain any insights or make any life choices based on your, when you gathered all the time? Yeah, sure. Uh, like I can know if I, I am spending so much time playing games or, or like working on projects and then I can balance better my, my life. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Okay. Um, so then you've you've made some changes where you're doing less games and more family time, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, is your wife or girlfriend, are they more happy now that you've analyzed your time and, and she's been complaining to you, hey, you need to spend more time with us. Forget the video games. Yeah, sometimes, uh, but mainly before, uh, because of work, because now I have so many projects that I, I I can do all of them, but I like I would like to 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 get the time in, in all of them. So yeah, there's a little complaint about that. Now, does she actually is she ever checking to see? Okay, hey, can you show me your your time? Where are you spending all your time at? Because you always have no time for me. Yeah, not actually. Uh, sometimes I do that because. 
like when there's some some complaint, I say, oh, but like, do you think this amount of time is like little time? And so yeah, sometimes I do that. Yeah. So how do you actually input the time? Is it all like start stop timer, or do you have to just enter in from X from from like three p.m. to four p.m. I did this, or what's the kind of experience that you you went for? Yeah, uh, I think this uh, is a great difference uh, compared to to other apps and like people. Some people like get used very fast, but others don't, and because as you are tracking the time continuously, so you are tracking twenty four hours a day without gaps. Uh, you don't need to specify. Ah, I'm starting this task right now and and those tasks the, this right time. Uh, you just like. The way of input the time is very easy uh, in Android. Uh, basically, you there's an option that you can, like, when you unlock the phone, the tracking screen appears to you. So you just type oh, what I was doing before the last tracking, and yeah, it, it's just it. like, uh, for example, if I'm using the, the phone right now, I I unlock it. And so, yeah, like it shows this screen after unlocking. And I can put, oh, what I'm doing right now, I'm doing like uh, something related to my business. So I tap business and yeah, I can use my phone and this time is tracking. Now, are you using an iPhone or is it an Android? Android, yeah. Okay, but you also released the app on iOS or, or no, only on Android? Yeah, this uh, this app uh, not yet because uh, I want to to get some feedbacks before releasing to to App Store. Now, are you getting feedback right now, or do you have some beta testers, or is it just your your family and friends testing it out, or how do you gathering feedback? Yeah, I, I'm I'm getting feedback from like people that are using like right now. I some people like they volunteer to translate the app to Chinese. So yeah, I'm getting some feedback for the community. Oh, really? Chinese? So you have Chinese people like mainland China using the app, is that right? Yeah, it's a surprise for me, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, it's interesting um, because I live in China for such a long time before. Like, I, I, I can't imagine too many people tracking their time, but I think there's a big culture about where to spend time recently because yeah, a lot of time you're going to spend at work. There's this culture of nine nine six. Have you ever heard that before? No, not, not yet. So a lot of these big tech companies, they have a cult, work culture of called 996. It means 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> exactly. So I guess you can kind of understand, like, they want to have an idea, where's all my time going, you know? And so the question is, you know, hey, I'm working 996. I don't have enough time to meet my significant other. I cannot make a family. I cannot afford a house. So I, I saw some people kind of complaining about that. But yeah, I, I guess it... I can imagine that nowadays maybe they are kind of curious about where they're spending their time. And now when you're at home all the time because of COVID, it's like, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm spending my time with family <laughs> all the time, or maybe they are stuck at work. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, crazy routine. Okay, so when they wrote this feedback to you, I mean, they said like, so so basically the biggest feedback you got was like, hey, we need this stuff in Chinese because, you know, we, we want to use it in Chinese, right? Yeah, and, and like uh, another common feedback is about the UI, the user interface of the app. Like, uh, happily, I'm happy that people think re really great of the UI. 
yeah, and it was designed by me also, so <laughs> I'm something more pr proud of this accomplishment. Okay, and the feedback on the UI. Yeah, I mean, the UI is quite interesting, right? So uh, now everybody's going to be watching the video of this. So we can kind of describe the UI to them, right? So you open up the app, you have a bunch of little buttons, right? And they're all basically categories of activities. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then you would tap the category of your activity and then you had to put in probably some more detail, right? Like you worked on project A or something like that. And then what, you you, you type in like the hours and the minutes? No, uh, it, it's not needed because it takes the time that you, like the last time that you input, uh, that you track an activity. And like this time um, between the last and the one that you are tracking will be assigned to, to the activity that you tap. Oh, that could be, hmm, okay. So, but I mean, because if you don't record everything that you're doing, it seems a little bit difficult, right? Or I mean, like, how would you adjust? Like, okay, if you woke up and you had to go eat breakfast and run out, and and then you finally start wanting to tracking something. So basically, you have to track everything all the time. I'm just trying to understand how that experience works. If it's always taking the last activity time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the the reason, the purpose is to track everything, but like you can create a others activity and track something that you don't want to specify or like if you want to have many activities in, in the audience you can just do that but it, it's meant to be like all 24 hours without yet okay so but you also track your sleep time too right to make sure you're catching up sleep yeah and maybe you can kind of walk us through like how how do you use the app every day right so all right, you, you, you went to sleep, you wake up in the morning. Now, is it that you, as soon as you have to woke up because you said trust the last activity, does that mean that you need to just immediately say, okay, I, I'm woken up or I, or I slept? Is that what you do and then you go on to the next thing? Yeah, like, uh, because we use the, the phone all the time. Um, every time, I, like, I, I just wake up and I check the phone, use it. So when I check the phone, the tracking screen appears to me. So it's asking, what was the thing that you have done for this time? And so I just tap uh, sleeping and can go use my phone for, for whatever I want. So yeah, and, and in the day, always that I, I get the phone, I can track the, what I was doing. Ah, I and, see. So you wake up in the morning and you just immediately say, okay, I stopped sleeping or that's what I'm trying to understand. Like, I know you'd use your phone. I know everybody uses their phone all the time, right? But I'm guessing you must be recording your sleeping time to make sure you're not sleeping too much or you get enough or something like that, right? So you say, okay, I'm done sleeping. Is that kind of how it goes? Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay, now do you also track like when you get up to use the washroom or brush your teeth or like how, how fine grained are you tracking your, your time? Yeah, like uh, I do that, but uh, it's a category but, uh, called hygiene. So it's not uh, toothbrush, and it's more general. Like, for uh, example, I, I don't track uh, lunch and dinner, I track eating in general. So yeah, I can I can know the, the time that I'm using. Uh, I see, okay, hygiene. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, and then do you also track your, your food? I mean, breakfast time, I mean, are you tracking that too? Yeah, yeah, but when you are more like general, like eating, so I track everything, like lunch, dinner, breakfast. Now, is there anything that you don't track? I mean, do you also track your toilet time too, or is that too too much maybe? Yeah, I think it's too much. <laughs> okay, 
I'm just trying to figure out where the limit is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like the limit can, can change for, for each person. And I think there's not a lot of people that want to talk the whole day. And because of that, I, I got some feedback uh, because of that, that people are used to track specific activities. So people don't want to to know how they are using all the, the time of the day, but only specific activities. So I will release like a feature that can the user can be able to choose to, to track all day or on times and then. Um, now, is there any like, uh, how do you say this? Is there any uh, future updates planned that you have coming out besides, I mean, you already have Chinese put in, right? Yeah, I, I think the greatest one will be this, this option to to track like time sparingly, like specific projects and you don't need to track all day. Uh, so I think it will be like open to, to many more users because if people tend to, to track the things this way for specific projects or for specific activities, so I think this is a big update that is coming. And I think uh, I will also create a new way to track the, the time with this, with this new feature. Like uh, we'll be tapping like a bubble in, in smartphone and like it'll be very easy to track this, this task also. Okay, so more fine grain. So you can't just say, okay, work, right? It's like work on which project, right? Yeah, and, and like you, you won't need to track the whole day, just specific project. Okay, now what about backfilling data, right? Because maybe you became so busy you didn't get to mark down what you were doing on, right? Like, like you know, usually when you're in the office, people come up to you all the time when you're in the middle of something and say, oh, you have to help me with this project, but you're working on another project. Now, can you actually go back and backfill data or it's not possible at the moment? Yeah, yeah, you can do that. You can like, uh, you can add many activities as you want. If you like, if you do, if you did three activities in, in this time, you can check out. I did more, uh, many activities, and so mark the ones that you did, and you can also edit the time uh, later. So yeah, you can do that. Okay, and then finally, you have reporting, right? So is all the data like stored on Firebase or is it stored locally or how does the data get stored? Yeah, uh, for now it's only locally because of uh, like, I, I, I'm very concerned about privacy issues. So yeah, the user has, has all the, it's data, yeah. Okay, so it's all locally. Okay, so then if you ever, what if you want to change devices or something, you cannot, tra can you, do you have a way to transfer the data or no? Yeah, like uh, I'm implementing a backup option that you can use uh, Google Drive or iCloud to, to backup your data. Yeah. Now, are you storing this in the SQLite or some other kind of database? Yeah, I'm using Objectbox that database right now. Yeah, I heard this one's very fast. That, that that sounds familiar. It's just recently come out, right? Within a couple of months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to try, uh, I think, Iser. I don't know how to, to, to say that, but it's a, like, it's a Hive 2.0. And yeah. I, I want to try that, but right now I'm using Object Box. Yeah, I've, I've, I always hear people talking about Hive, but not too much about the other ones. Okay. So what, what made you choose that one? Is it because it's quick or you just enjoyed the experience or? It's very fast. Like uh, in the first version that I, I did, like when I was learning, I used another database 
And when I compare the two, like the object box is way faster. Ah, okay. So you did all the comparisons and all. Yeah, yeah. Now, how did you do the benchmarking though? I, I did some benchmarking. Like I think the the other one, I it was taking two hundred milliseconds to to input some data that I I did in the benchmark. And object box, I didn't even see like the load screen. So yeah. That was the difference. Uh, okay, not even a loading screen. Oh, that's that's pretty fast then. What about the um, the size of the database? Right, is it is it getting pretty big? I mean, how much how much data do you have stored like for yourself? Like, how how much time have you been storing it? Yeah, uh, I didn't really like get into these numbers, but I think it's not so big because uh, it's not a, a lot of data. For example, right now. Yeah, the, all the data is using like three MB, three megabytes, and I'm using like for almost a year right now. Oh, three megabytes. Okay, that's really not that big. I mean, how many like does it have? Does this database have tables, or how does it? How does the storage engine kind of work? Is it like a MongoDB record style? Yeah, uh, it's basically like I structure it in a way that that's similar to tables. In a, Structure SQL like that. Okay, so how do you actually handle like database migrations? Because I'm sure as you're making the app, you have to, uh, you know, like, how do you say this? You're going to have to make changes to the schema, right? So how do you handle database migrations? Like the object box documentation has some steps to, to handle that, and it's not really complicated. It's very simple, actually. Okay, I'll have to take a look. So it's called object box, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Like before yeah. Hype 2.0, uh, it was the uh, like it was the database that is faster for me. So yeah. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. I have to take a look at this database. I've, yeah, it's NoSQL. It says it's NoSQL though. Yeah, uh, but like I, I I like to speak to the the the, the, the like objects and a way that it's more SQL like. Uh, okay, I see. I'll have to check it out. Okay, cool. I mean, this is this is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I quite like your idea because sometimes, like, when I'm going throughout the day, I always feel like, where did my time go? What did I do today? Because I got like no work done, and but I somehow spent the whole day in the office and no idea what happened. Yeah. So it's like, where where did the day go, right? Yeah. And like now I can see, oh yeah, I'm spending so much time in this activity that, yeah. Now, are you tracking the time right now? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, but like, it's not, it's on a company or my time, time that I dedicated to it. Oh, you call this your time? Yeah, like, uh, like, I call my time because it's the time that I dedicate for the app. So when I am doing development, UI, UX, uh, or like something like this, I put into that category. Now, now, how much time are you spending like a week on this? Now I'm kind of curious since you're tracking my time by itself. Yeah, right now uh, it's not so much because this week I start a new job, so it was it has been a lot of things to do. And let me see. Yeah, yeah. Like this week was just about three hours, so this week was not so much. 
because there was a lot of calls. Oh, three hours this week. Okay, it's quite low, I think. For I guess it depends on how you how you much you really want to spend time on it. When you're starting off, when you start this project, though, it must have been much more than three three hours, right? You say maybe fifteen twenty hours. Okay, so it's almost like maintenance mode right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I will like I need to spend more hours as I want to to do this this feature to to the user be able to do separate projects and not track the whole day. Uh, but like, there's not so many things to do right now. Yeah, I understand. Okay, it's a pretty cool app. I mean, yeah, maybe I might take a look at it because I, I, like I said before, I always, it's like somehow I get to the office and then by the end of the day, it's like, I didn't get anything done, but I felt so busy today. What did I do? <laughs> I have no idea what happened. Yeah, and, and I think you can know that using time trackers that only track some activities. Because uh, you can, like, ah, I worked four hours, eight hours this day, but where all the, the rest of the time go, so you need to track the whole day to know that. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Okay. Uh, cool. Like, if people want to try out the MyTime app, like, where should they? Just go to the, the Google Play Store and look for MyTime. Was that one word? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if people want to get in contact with you, what should they? How should they get in contact with you? Uh, yeah, uh, mainly for email or LinkedIn. Like, uh, my LinkedIn is Costa slash Gabriel uh, dash Gabriel, and email is gcostaapps at gmail.com. Fantastic. Now, before we sign up, is there anything you wanted to tell the audience, maybe to look up or something or download the app, check it out, let you know, or anything like that? Yeah, uh, definitely try it out. Uh, please give me some feedbacks if you try it out, because uh, I really appreciate, uh, appreciate uh, any kind of feedback. Like if they are good, great, I know uh, what thing I done right. And if they are bad, please send me the, those feedbacks also because I know where I can improve. Okay, that's good to hear. Uh, well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate your time on here and uh, yeah, your app. I think what really caught me is like, I think when I saw the screenshots of your app, it had like those very nice like pie charts of like where you're spending your time. And I thought that was really, really cool looking. So that's why I wanted to bring you onto the show. Yeah, it was really great. Thanks for having me here. and. Yeah, I think uh, one also tip that I, I want to, to give an advice for developers is like try to to not only get better into coding practice, into like all this stuff about programming and coding per se, but try also to, to understand a bit of UI and UX because it will make a huge difference. Like I, I have, I, I took the other app that I have Revised learn with flashcards. That is a simple flashcard app. Like it's, it has not many features. Uh, there are so many apps that it has way more features. But people say say to me, "Oh, this I, I tried main flashcards app, and I tried this app and this app and this app." But yours is way better. And, and I, I say to me. Oh, no, it's not way better because those apps has many more features. But I think the reason is because I give so much attention to the UI and UX of these apps in general that people uh, found, it, found it easy to use. So, yeah, I think this makes a huge difference between developers today.
not only coding the best practice, but also caring about the UI and the user experience. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you. Like a user experience, a bad user experience can really kill for an app, especially like even if it looks great, like if it's not easy to use, especially intuitive, you can really lose a lot of customers and you good UX is definitely not easy to do. How did you get into your UX? Have you, I heard a lot of people like say that you could just follow like material and that will give you most of the way there. Yeah, uh, I think nowadays, uh, if you follow material, you will have some like great UI principles, um, but not a really great UX principles because uh, like, yeah, they give the style of the buttons, um, some things to use, some things to, to not use. But you need to think about the, the user experience more and you need to, to know the patterns that like, it's more likely to be uh, usable to the users. And yeah, like I, I've done many courses on the internet. I'm thinking doing an MBA in UX research and like in UX in general. So I, I did learn like from many sources. And I think this is a, like, Today you you have this this information on the internet. It's just about searching. Yeah, but the problem is that there's so much sources, and you don't really know what to look for. Maybe you have some tips about where should we be looking, or specific websites or keywords you think that would be helpful for people to learn more about UX. Yeah, uh, like there's a great course here in Brazil, but it's only in Portuguese. So yeah, I, I it's not working for a broader audience. But it's some sites uh, like like they, there's a site called Evernote.design uh, that has many many designs uh, inspirations and I think the best way to to make a first step in this field is to to search for like the ten UX principle for I think by Norman um, Gigi Norman. Um, yeah, the ten UX heuristics. The, it, it's the, the the basic for UX uh, design. So after that, you can go to to some specific sites. But yeah, I think this is a good stuff. Okay, sounds good. Okay, uh, is there anything else before we start to say goodbye? Yeah, uh, just one more thing. Uh, I, I want really to emphasize the like. If you are learning Flutter or learning any other language, try to, to learn by doing. Uh, like it was great experience building the first version of the, the My Time app. So I, I learned to do the subscription, I learned to do like the, the back, like the data storage in Flutter. Uh, even though the code it was not pretty, but it was a working app. And then later I could get better into code practice and architecture into Flutter. But I think it's really great to, to learn by doing. I think you learn a lot. There will be some problems that you face and you have to search for, for knowing how to solve them. I think this is the best way if you are a beginner in the programming field. Okay, makes sense. Okay, cool. Uh, well, again, I thank you for your time and uh... Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear what happens again in my time. So maybe you can connect with us later on when you become a billionaire from your My Time app. I, I hope so. <laughs> thank mm -hmm. you for having me here. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. 